This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast, the After Dark Edition. This is your recap for round two of this week's Sony Open. And joining me to break it all down, I've got him. I drug him out of bed for this one. Patrick McDonald <laughs> is here. Patrick, good evening. What's up, man? Rick, I, I went on a walk today. I, I fired off a tweet. Live Golf announced that they're coming back to Trump National Doral the week before the Masters. It's a good tune-up. A lot of Masters champions have won at Doral. I fire off a tweet about it. I come back and my mentions are just filled with folks from the political sphere. Tell, tell me to dive into this dirty money that's being tossed out. Tell me to do my job. Uh, they got tinfoil hats on, which I mean, I guess looking in the mirror, it's kind of like myself. And <laughs> it, it was a true uh, Patrick Starr, who are you people situation when I came back and looked at my phone. Yeah, man, Twitter's a Twitter's a weird place. It's always been a weird place, but it's especially a weird place in the corner that we reside in now. Um, not a lot of people are happy in any in any direction. No, everyone's just miserable. Go outside, take a breath, get some sun, play in traffic, the whole nine. Yeah, pound sand, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> so uh, here's where we are at. It is very sweaty in Honolulu right now. The two unders are T65 with an easy par 5 on 9, an easy par 5 on 18. It's more likely this goes to minus 3 than not, which would knock out a lot of players, including those, Patrick, that would bust your positivity parlay. Harmon's in, Harris English is in, Denny McCarthy sitting on minus two and just waiting. We're doing this right away. Okay. Um, did you happen to see the shot tracker? I noticed. Congratulations to Rick Run Good, shot tracker, live edition. Everyone check it out Thank you. while you're following golf. I don't know if you were following Denny McCarthy, but uh, you should pull up his 10th hole today. The nope. best putter in the world, in the world, Denny McCarthy. He missed a putt from just outside one foot yeah <laughs> he missed so let's see uh so his 10th hole so the first hole on the golf course right yep uh so he hits one to 15 feet and i think it was the second hole denny mccarthy 66 feet to 15 feet 15 feet to two feet 
Then he knocked that in. Are you on round one? Mm, no. Round two, number 10. Sorry. Actual number 10. Yes. Not his 10th hole. My bad. Okay. Correct. I yes. was, yes. I was looking at his 10th hole. Yes. Number 10. He did miss a putt from 23 inches. Incredible. True. I think only I could have that juju on a player on the BJ tour. The best putter in the world. And not even close. Well, we're, we'll see. We'll see if we have a resolution on the minus twos while we're on air. We'll see if we get a resolution tonight. Remember, we didn't finish on Thursday night. There are three names atop the leaderboard, nine under par, but we're not going to start there, Patrick. We're going to start with the round of the day. Ben Griffin's eight under 62, which is two shots better than... Uh, than anybody else, not named Kurt Kitayama. Kurt Kitayama just got in at uh, 62 as well. But Ben Griffin has been in for a long time. This is a stretch of golf. His final 10 holes that he played at 7 under. And Ben Griffin is trying to continue what was a fairly decent fall portion of the schedule. There's a tweet about Ben Griffin, I believe, during the Players' Championship that I haven't been able to get out of my, my mind since. And it was something along the lines of Ben Griffin reminds me of a Wii character. He, he, he really does. And you hit the nail on the head with his fall. He should have won this Anderson Farm mm -hmm. championship straight up. He should have won that. He knows that certainly. And he's one of those guys who finished inside the top 10 of the FedEx Cup fall. I think when you look at these gen pop events, Ben Griffin's kind of a name. If you get him on a short Bermuda track. Oh, yeah, he'll definitely contend among some of these names. And so I'm not really too surprised that he, yes, that is the tweet. I think about it often whenever Ben Griffin's on my screen. But uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> it, it meant it in a nice way. That was very quick, Josh. Um, but he's a guy who, if Nico Echeverria doesn't win last year, if Vincent Norman doesn't win the Barbasol. He's probably a guy who's in rookie of the year consideration. Honestly, he had a really nice year and was kind of overshadowed just because, I mean, he is a bit like a wee character. He's not, uh, you know, flashy at all. I mean, you look at his sponsors, it's a tech company. It's a tech company. It's a financial company. I mean, he's got kind of the, uh, the ABCs right there. And so, I, I like what this guy can do, especially on Bermuda grass golf courses. I know he played well here last year. And I think uh, even though it was just one round after that opening even par, I, I think he has some staying power over the weekend. He is chasing, along with everybody else, the nine under pars. It's Carl Yuan. It's Austin Eckroat. It's Benny on. You get to pick, Patrick. Where would you like to start? Uh, let's talk about Benny on. Benny on follows up his Thursday 67 with a Friday 64. That's six under par. It was bogey free. He took care of both par fives, making birdies on each one of those. And when you look at his stat profile, the vast majority of it in round two came from the short game. Fourth around the green, nearly two strokes to the positive there. And 24th with the putter, 1.8 there. That's not usually the way Benny on gets it done, but a little bit of bonus for Benny on this time around. Wow, this is a new new little setup we have. I like it, Josh. Yeah. Uh, this guy's been dynamite kind of since, I want to say, the Scottish Open with the broomstick. Uh, he finished well there. He finished well at the Wyndham Championship as well. 
played great at the century. And I mean, bad Benny coming off the suspension. I was going to say, does he just get a pet? No one asked him about the suspension. He just gets a pass for being an, a, a, an abuser. <laughs> Anti-abuser, not, not like domestic violence. <laughs> and, yeah. He violates the anti-doping policy by taking Korean uh, cough medicine, uh, which is just ridiculous. And he gets suspended during a, a time in the season when, he doesn't even have to play because he called the lightest slap on the wrist you could ever receive. You are suspended for these three months in which you are not going to play anyway. We'll see you next year when purses get bigger. Yeah. He's already in all the signature events. He, he qualified for the BMW championship. And even uh, after his round, they're like, Oh, like how do you feel about your play? He was like, well, you know, I did have four months off, so I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. But last week certainly helped my confidence. And uh, I mean, I, I love what he can do. He's a great driver of the golf ball really long. And if the short game, the short game is typically very good. It's the putter you have to worry about. But if he's steady with that Glover, Adam Scott broomstick, I mean, why not? I, I think it'd make for a, a good story. And uh, he's a, he's been a great player for a long time. And it's kind of crazy to think he's already 32 especially when he won the usam i mean many years ago yeah the name that most people probably are not as familiar with would be carl yuan a 65 to follow up his thursday 66 and it, this dude is an absolute flusher if you start looking at stat profiles it's all ball striking it's no short game it's try to putt to a zero he is doing better than that this week, he's 32nd with the flat stick, 1.8 strokes to the positive. That is plenty when you're top 10 in both of the ball striking categories, uh, and that's the combination for him to get to the top of the leaderboard. And it looks like he has the same apparel sponsor as Xander and Hideki. A little, uh, what is that, Descante? Yeah, I had never heard of that, and now they are rocking and rolling. Yeah, at first when people were talking about it last week, I thought they were talking about the beer Tecante. And I was like, these guys got into the apparel business. <laughs> uh, if you go to their website, they describe themselves as ski apparel. Like they don't even, I can't even find a golf related item on here. Interesting. Very interesting. There's some weird stuff happening right now in the apparel business on the PGA tour. Weird stuff. We might have to get into it at a later episode, two hours long. Uh, but I digress. Carl Yuan. Most of our listeners will know because they're watching this or listening to this on, on the wee hours on the East Coast. True. He's number 126 turned number 125 thanks to John Rahm. Uh, he got the, he, I mean, he won the lottery pretty much, right? He, because of John Rahm's suspension from the PGA Tour, Carl Yuan now has full time status on the PGA Tour. He played some decent golf in the fall. I think he played well at the Sanderson Farms. I remember him being in contention at Bermuda as well. Um, didn't really play great at the RSM when, when he needed to. But, yeah, like you said, just a, a ball-striking guy, long off the tee, uh, known for some crazy finishes as well with the club. And so I, don't, I, I wasn't really expecting something like this, to tell you the truth. I don't know how much – staying power he has over the weekend, but I think a positive going in his favor is he, he's kind of been there recently in Mississippi and Bermuda. So that'll certainly help. And he, he looks kind of old to me, but he's only 26. So, and it's only his second year. So 
hopefully it sticks around, but I do have some question marks about him. Uh, yes, he is uh, putting that new PGA Tour card uh, to good use right out of the gate. Austin Eckert, that third man at nine under, he too went 65-66 like Carl Yuan, just on opposite days. Out in 31, even par on his second nine, which was the front nine of the golf course. Austin Eckert, uh, hyper-talented from the talent pipeline that is Oklahoma State. That's right. So no surprise to see another cowboy mixing it up on the PGA Tour. And he had a really good like stretch there in the summer, right? At the Byron Nelson, I think he finished second to uh, Jason Day. He was among those. Uh, U.S. Open, I think he top 10 perhaps. And then after that, he really hit a dry spell uh, end of the summer going into the fall as well. And so I think he kind of found something maybe at the RSM Classic where he finished inside the top 10 and carried it over. But like you said, Rick, if you're looking for upside potential in a 24-year-old, I mean, this kid's technically the same age as Ludwig right now with just more PGA Tour experience. And so I think we'll be talking about him more and more this year and into the future. I I love his swing, great action, and it looks effortless at at times. And just having that experience of – I think he was in the final round there at TPC or final group at TPC Craig Ranch. Having experience like that, I think is is really invaluable for someone this young. I look at this leaderboard. I believe this is what you call a log jam. Three at nine under. There are two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight at eight under. There are another six at seven under. It's it's stacking up behind. We are going to continue to talk about some of these other names and recap the notable rounds from round two and see if we can get closer to a resolution of this cut line. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. Last week's champion, Chris Kirk, still very much in the mix here for both ends of the Hawaii swing. Two 66s to open up his week. It was a little turbulent on Friday out of the gate. He was one over par through the first five holes, but he got it back together with birdies on six, nine, 10, 11, 16. He was licking his chops on 18, but he... uh, Fluffed one, fluffed one there late just before we came on air, still escaped 18 with a par and he will enter the weekend. Just one shot off the lead. Yeah. He really messed up my gamer for the round two, uh, round two recap. I, the lead was all about Chris Kirk. It still is, but, uh, you would think he would have from the fairway, at least made a birdie and Rick, let's do a little trivia. Mm. Can you name the six players to win the century and the Sony in their career? I do not like to be on the on the on this end of not knowing the answers, but players to win the century and the Sony, Justin Thomas. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to think of guys who have won the century recently. So uh Rom, no. Uh I know Hideki won the Sony. Did he win the century? Probably. 
Who won the century before Rome? Cam Smith. Two. Right. Cam Smith won it early. Um, Spieth won the century, probably never won the Sony. Uh, Harris English? Now nah, these next four, you're going to have to think like early 2000s. Jonathan Bird? No. Jeff Ogilvy? No. Do, do you just want me to? Give me one of them. Furick? That, yep, that's one of them. Okay. Um, give me another one. Uh, one lost to Tiger at the Century in a playoff. The PGA Tour always. Ernie Ernie's correct. And two more. One was uh, a captain of the United States Ryder Cup team this past year. <laughs> Zach Johnson. <laughs> good. Very good. And uh, another one was uh, also. Also finished runner up to Tiger Woods a lot. Uh oh. Um I just had this in my newsletter. It was it was Ernie Els and um God, why can't I think of the other guy who had is it the is it the guy who was tied with him? Yeah. The big VJ, VJ. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Good hints. There you go. Good hints. Wow. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd I thought I'd trip you up on the Ryder Cup hint one, but uh <laughs> So, Nothing gets so, past you. Is, yeah. Is JT is JT the only guy who's done it uh same year? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chris Kirk. I, I kind of think he's gonna win. So I kind of think he did. I, I kind of think he will too. I mean, he's obviously playing great. The, the problem that he has right now is so last week he was solid, he was composed, he hit a bunch of great shots, but he had to beat a very small field. He mm-hmm. he there is a, a high risk that one of these guys or two of these guys kind of go nuts on the weekend and Chris Kirk might play great and just get beat by somebody because there's so many more in the mix. That's the only concern, but I, I think Chris Kirk, um, I haven't seen the odds yet. I, I imagine he's probably the favorite to win this. Uh, and I think that would be right. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance more than likely that everyone entering the weekend is going to be within half a dozen, which with 36 holes, and with how low these guys can go with people shooting 59 at this golf course before everyone who makes a cut is going to think that they still have a chance to win this tournament. So that only helps what you just said. And I mean, Chris Kirk has been one stellar around this golf course before Two, I want to say last year, he kind of choked away the tournament. I believe he like lost his opening tee shot in the final round, maybe and carted double bogey or opening tee shot in the third round. It was like the 36-hole leader, something along those lines. Ended up finishing top five still. So he's done kind of everything but win at Wiley. And it seems to me that he, he looks very comfortable in the position. I mean, having to hold off bit bigger names like a Jordan Spieth and a Sahith Tagala uh, down the stretch really bolsters your confidence. And, I mean, he has a potential win three times in less than 12 months three times in like 10 months, nine months, something like that, which uh, is very crazy. The only other guy that I think, and we'll, we can show his scorecard here is Keegan Bradley, who 67, 66, his, his Thursday round was pretty chaotic. His Friday round was smooth sailing. It was four birdies, no bogeys. He left a couple out there. I mean, he burned the edge on some short putts uh, a handful of times. He's giving himself a ton of opportunities. This is a golf course that rewards long and straight off the tee. Keegan 66 has him two shots off the lead going into the weekend. Also looking for him to kind of make a move uh, on moving day. 
Yeah, I'm invested already. So this comes from a place of bias. <laughs> if Chris Kirk doesn't win, I think Keegan Bradley will win. And I like how he hasn't really had his full game in either of the rounds. Day one, it was kind of more iron show. Day two, got around with the short game. So I think he's close. And he's never won to like putt well at the century. Those are kind of weird greens where they're slow mm-hmm. and they snap a lot towards the end by the hole. But these flatter greens, I think, even though he didn't have the best putting day today, I, I think they're much better suited for someone like Keegan Bradley, who could also be in line for his third victory in just you know over a year in, in the last 15 months as well. And, and so I like him on these shorter golf courses like uh, TPC River Highlands, like Accordia National in Japan. And I think that kind of lines up with uh, Keegan Bradley's skill set. A pair of young, talented, fun guys to watch made a move on Friday. Akshay Batia, honorable mention, 64. He is seven under par. He is two shots off the lead, but let's talk about Ludwig. Follows up his Thursday 70 with a Friday 65 that uh, also started slow. He was one over through his first five holes, but he started on the back nine and then he turned into Ludwig. He kind of started striping everything. He drove it beautifully as expected and he hit what is probably the shot of the week. Thus far on number nine, his final hole of the day from 220 yards to 19 inches. It was a tap in Eagle and Ludwig has dinner tasting a lot better tonight after that round. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. After I saw how he opened, I was like, oh man, Rick's about to burn Ludwig for a missed cut. And I was, I I was getting giddy, giddy. I'm not going to lie. And it, it was just a, a stark turnaround in the ball striking department. I think he was like outside the top 120 in both categories off the tee and approach yesterday inside the top 20 in both of them today. And yeah, I mean, that one shot really gives him a, a real chance heading into the weekend to pick off his second win in his last three PGA tour starts. So he's definitely a name. If he can kind of get over the early holes on the front nine, which are proving to be a little difficult, if he can kind of, get past those and maybe one under and then get around the turn where the scoring can be had. I I would not be surprised if he rises quickly up the leaderboard. We are still holding strong at this moment with the minus twos. The problem that I have with that is the one of the guys who dropped to minus one is Joel Damon, who who I I need I need Joel Damon to get to get back up into the minus twos. He obviously has a par five to play, but every everybody does. So I'm I'm looking for a very specific path to to the minus twos getting into this thing on the weekend. What just happened? I I have uh data golf opened. Denny McCarthy was down to eight and a half percent. He is now up to 43%. Yeah, well, Joel Damon dropped out. Uh, the, the mail-in ballots came in. Yeah, you know, uh, Clark <laughs> County is is coming in, right? They're coming in in big batches. And and Joel Damon's dropping out. It's helping Denny McCarthy. So, uh, yeah. Oh, Denny, I, Denny just made – excuse me. Joel Damon just made birdie on eight, and he's going to play nine. So now here's the other thing I don't want. I don't oh, no. want Damon to be the guy who pushes us to minus three and knocks out some of my other guys. So I'm oh, stick it two. Stick it two. Stop the count, Joel. Stop yeah. the count. It's good. Stop the count. Let's go. 
So oh, it's man. a it's a very sweaty very sweaty cut here, and and like you said, Patrick, it is going to be craziness uh, when we when when this thing does get settled because everybody's going to be within a half a dozen shots. I'm just kind of scrolling through the betting odds here real quick, and they're changing constantly. Looks like Ben on and Chris Kirk are co favorites at seven to one. Austin Eckert and Cam Davis, who we didn't even mention, even par seventy are 12 to one. Um, after that, Harris English, Kurt Kitayama look like they're 18 to one. And then you could even get Keegan at 20. Akshay at 25. I'm just kind of looking through these, uh, in real time. Ben Griffin's at 20. Mm, interesting. What, a what a Siwoo Kim. He's kind of hovering. See, woo, uh, 66 to one. See He's at five under. There you go. What else needs to be said? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's five under, gonna be four strokes back, hitting the ball well, hasn't really made a lot on the greens. But I'm gonna go with Keegan. I think that's kind of a long shot if you want one. I, I, I'm gonna go with Keegan. What, 20? I see it at 20 right now. Um, okay. I'm with that. Then. Yeah, that's to, might be, it might be longer 20, 20 or 22, but I, I like that as well. I think he has not remotely played his best golf. And I think this is a good course for him. Look at who's ahead of him. No offense to these guys, but are you worried about Carl? Yuan, Austin Eckro, Benny on Ben Griffin, Stewart, uh, I almost called him Stuart Scott, Stuart sink, Cam Davis, Keith Mitchell, Taylor Montgomery, and Kurt Kitayama, are you worried about those guys? There's just such a massive disrespect level going on with Keegan. Like, this guy has won twice in the last year, and, like, I'm fine spotting a shot to someone like Ben Griffin who still has to go out and prove it. I'd love to be proven wrong, but, you know. Keegan, things would have been different if Keegan was on the Ryder Cup team. Yeah, it's still in the back of his mind. Imagine, uh, I mean, there, there's a chance here, Chris Kirk and Keegan Bradley, 2023-2024 President's Cup team. And Brian Harmon. Oh, this team's going to be so ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm, I'm on, I'm already, I, the internationals are going to win this. I'm positive. I'm it's just so positive. gritty. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be great. We should go. <laughs> we should, let's, let's book our tickets right now. Let's just go. Let's just do a meetup in Montreal. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've never been, I've heard fantastic wow. things. We got to have hookups from Im the Immelman crew, right? Oh, true. Yeah. Like we have to have hookups and yeah. why not? I think we should do it. Okay. I'll start talking, uh, to the big wigs here at Paramount. And if not, I'll go into my rainy day fund. Well, we'll Rick, go. Rick, Rick, you have to wear a Rick Rungood patch, and I'll, I'll sponsor your travel funds. But you have to wear it throughout in, through the entirety of the time that you're there. Buddy, light <laughs> me up like a NASCAR driver. <laughs> I do not care. Send me anywhere, and I will go. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, listen, um, they are fighting daylight here, and they're fighting a, a cut line. So there's a lot happening here. However it shakes out, we will obviously be back to talk it all through on Saturday and Sunday. Thank you for joining us on this first cut after dark edition. Big thanks to producer Josh doing all that hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald available on Twitter at P McDonald CBS. And you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.